The following podcast is recorded and produced by the Podcast Precinct in affiliation with the network at BICBP-radio.com. The Podcast Precinct. Consistency. Creativity. Culture. everybody and welcome to a brand new episode of Colts fans. Say go Colts. Go Colts. And Bill's land. Say louder. Say louder. Bill stink. (laughs) Football week. Here we go, baby. My name is Matt Johnson, one of your hosts. And of course I am joined by my uh, very charismatic favorite Colts fan in Bill's land, uh, Mr. Brandon <laughs> Rogers, and and the little one, and, and Bryce, our little Bryson's here, Brandon, right here. What's up, dude? <laughs> Say go Colts! He wanted to make his debut on the on the podcast today, so uh, now he's going to go play Ninja Turtles. <laughs> oh, Ninja Turtles! That sounds fun. <laughs> he set it up downstairs. Welcome back, everybody. Happy Labor Day weekend to you all. Hope you are enjoying uh, and spend some time with family and friends and uh, and enjoyed your weekend off. It's uh, for, for many, it's our last holiday uh, off until Thanksgiving and Christmas time. So uh, what better way to enjoy it? Hopefully the weather's a lot better on your end than it is ours. It is a little rainy here in uh, the western New York area in Bill's land. But uh, Brandon, hope you're doing well, buddy. How the heck are you, man? I'm I'm so good. I am so good. <laughs> Football season, man. How you doing? I'm, I'm great. I am. I am ready. I am at peace. I am ready to go. Uh, it's 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 nice. It's it's fun. It's exciting. I just did my last fantasy football draft uh, last night. I'm good to go. Finally done with it, and that means it is football season. So. Uh, Ready for our Colts. Definitely ready for our I just changed my my cover photo to Maddie Ice and Colts gear. So that means I'm I mean, I'm hyped real. up and ready. It's I mean, real. real. It is real. Man, <laughs> I, I can't wait. I cannot wait. Even though we get to see the Bills lose first game of the year, that's fantastic. I'm considering putting a bet on it. They have them as the betting favorites, man. It's um considering throwing some money on the Rams. You should, especially if Poyer doesn't end up playing. I know. My goodness. I, I can't just all the hopes and dreams of Bill's Mafia come crashing down the first game of the year. Man, that's poetic justice. <laughs> One can only dream. I will, our eyes will certainly be on that. Um, but uh, do you got any special plans for uh, watching next week? Um, well, Sunday, I'll be going out to my establishment, Fatso's, Buffalo Road in Rochester, New York. Nah, very nice. Good time. Um, but, uh, you know, first night of the season, I'm having – 
every Bills fan I'm close with over to the house Thursday. Uh, you know, I'm halfway thinking about getting a Rams shirt just to be that guy. <laughs> it shouldn't be that hard. I got hey man, I got a couple Rams jerseys here. If you want to borrow them, they might be a little big, but I got a I got a nice Kurt Warner and a nice uh, Matthew Stafford jersey. So hey, I may take you up on that one. <laughs> Let me know. But, I got you. You know, just uh, just just to watch football again and like have that camaraderie. It's it's great, man. I, it's just nothing beats football season. It really, it really doesn't. No, it's it's such a fun way to bring people together. Uh, cause literally if you invite somebody for a, for a football party and say, Hey, there's pizza and wings involved. Good chance. You're going to see that person. So, Hey, <laughs> hit up listeners, hit up somebody you haven't seen in a hot minute. Have you haven't seen in a while and, uh, invite them to a football gathering and, and you might see somebody, you know, uh, I love who shows up, but there's random people show up to football stuff all the time when I host at the studio. So, uh, it's really cool. It, 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 there, there is nothing better, especially just talking shit to each other, whether it be about fantasy football, whether it be about, uh, you know, what, what, whatever game we're watching, uh, it's, it's, it's a good time. It's yeah. I, I, I relish it. It's, uh, it goes by so quick. It goes by so quick. It takes so forever fast. to get here, but it goes by so quick. So fast. And, you know, there's so many like differences and conflicts in the world, whether it's like, you know, political ideas, religious ideas, just you know, race, creed, whatever. But, you know, being a, being a, a, a Colts fan, you can look at a Texans fan, talk crap, but you know, it's all love. It's yeah. all good. It's all for just, you know, football, man. It, it is it's just like the natural, just bond between people. Just let's get together, watch the game. I don't care who your team is. Uh, I don't care if you, if you like my team or whatnot, let's just have some fun and watch some grown men throw pigskin around. It's great. It really, it really is. is. Yeah. I, I consider football is my like universal language. I love connecting with whoever, no matter what fan of what team they're on, uh, I'd love just connecting with them through football and uh, be surprised. There's a lot of good people out there. A lot of good people, a lot of good conversations. And, and you're right. I've never met a bad Texans fan in my life. So I am, uh, I am, you know, it's, they're in a, they're in a spot. Uh, well, I, I never met a Texan fan in my life before. So. Oh man, dude, they were all over the place when I went there a couple years ago. Like, remember how there was all those Patriots fans? Tons oh, yeah. of Texans fans everywhere. Uh, but yeah. all very, very nice people. No issues at all. Uh, but we got, we will talk about the Texans uh, a little bit later on the show. First and foremost, our 53 man roster cut occurred. Um, and some surprises, Steph, I think some surprises. I know I was disappointed in at least one. Um, almost instantaneously, our our projections got busted. I think with the first two cuts, ours got uh, got oh, busted. Who are you up most upset with or surprised about uh, not making the final roster? Philip Lindsay. Yeah, I same, mean, same. God forbid anything were to happen to any of our two starting running backs. I feel like Lindsay would have been great to pick up the slack. He, he's a starter in this league. We know he can play. I mean, he he's played very well at very high level. And we cut him because he he doesn't play special teams. I get it. I get it. We, you know, special teams very important to us. But man, I just again, you want to have that insurance policy in case something were to happen. Yeah, and, and I. Now, you trust Dion Jackson? Right. I I agree because after right, it's after Naheem Hines. It's that's it. Actually, I got the roster, the fifty three man roster, uh, right in front of me. Okay, piss off, pop up. Um, all right. Running back. Yeah, that's it. It's just the three of them. So I was super disappointed in, in, in that cut because Lindsay looked pretty good in the, in the limited stuff that I've seen him in preseason. Um, 
he's been a, a number one before. The Duke can handle the workload. He does have some injury issues, but uh, I think most people across on Twitter were 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 upset um, about about Philip Lindsay. I said I, I know that was the one I had the probably the biggest beef with. Uh, was that one because yeah, it's just. Deion Jackson, like he had a cool preseason last year. He didn't really do a whole lot this year. Uh, I don't know. I don't know. It was uh, it was a weird one for me. Yeah, and just what also surprised me is our lack of you know kind of combing through the the waiver wire and trying to get anybody. Yeah, uh, usually that's like Ballard's strength, like picking up the leftovers and just you know exploiting other teams' you know waste. Uh, look at Kenny Moore, you know. It's just he he's great at doing that, finding those little the hidden gems and make them play their potential and uh nothing this year. Yeah, especially again, I mean they made a comment about the uh the wide receiver room. How cut again, they they doubled down, right? That's the phrase they doubled down. They were extra enthusiastic about, about the wide receiver room and, and how T Y is still, you know, the the prospect of T Y is, is is still out there, but um, don't hold your breath. And I was just like, man, there was a lot of talented receivers that got uh, cut across the league and you did nothing, nothing, nothing. Um, they did. They did keep six Paris Campbell, Doolin, uh, Alec Pierce, Desmond Patman, uh, Michael Pittman Jr. Of course, and Michael Strawn, which we were hoping that he would get that break. Kiki QT was, uh, was the casualty. I did have him um, in my projections, but I think you nailed this one, Brandon. I, I did. In- I, I I saw the writing on the wall with Kuti and you know him not being a huge special teams factor and them really liking what Strong and Patman had to offer. Yeah, and they were able to put Kuti back on the on the practice squad, which is nice. Um, I kind of think though, Ballard speaks in smoke screens sometimes. I know he said you know hey I, I think Ty is a great player, uh, but we like where we're at at this time. I don't think he's being one hundred percent honest. I, I still honestly think that we're we're waiting for for Odell. I think we are strong in the Odell. I, there's a lot of teams buying for him, um, but from what I've seen on on Colts Twitter from very reliable sources, that we are in uh, trying to get Odell. Um, it's just a, a waiting game, you know. He he has a certain time that he has to uh, to get healthy and see where he's at, and if he's healthy enough to play, I think we do make a move. I, hey man, I hope so. I think it'd be, uh, I mean, I, I definitely think we, well, obviously we've had this conversation pretty much since we've returned, but yes, that is the biggest concern. And I do hope that OBJ is up to snuff. Uh, you know, he, he comes back healthy because, uh, that is a game changer. That is a game changer. I, I do, you know, I, I, he's been throwing a lot, a lot of hints, right? Uh, we, his own Instagram, uh, Twitter posts, We've seen him alluding to the Bills and going back to the Giants, and he said had some complimentary stuff about the Browns and maybe some other uh, teams. But he did have a post that looked like a Colts jersey on his son. His son was definitely wearing a Colts jersey. It was definitely right. I mean, it had the three stripes. It looked just like it. So I, I, it's one of those things that uh, I hope we find out sooner than later because it it seems like too often that the Colts uh, we, we were hinted at something. And somebody else just swoops in and makes a better offer, and we miss out on it. Um, we've seen that time and time again. But you're right; you did bring up a good point about uh, you know Ballard. Like he, he speaks in riddles, man. I don't know. I don't know if I like it sometimes. Uh, I get it. You have to. You have to. You know, um, 
hide your cards. You got to throw some bluffs out there and in what hold your cards close to your chest is, is the, is the phrasing, but uh, Baylor can be so stressful sometimes to listen to. I feel like he used to be a lot more clear and concise, but uh, now he, he's, he talks like he's the Riddler. I don't know. <laughs> yeah. I, I don't know if I like it. Yeah. It's just, I don't know if it's him trying to play his plays or like heart holds cards close to his vest, not wanting other teams to know that we're on it, but why? Uh, I don't know. It's it's confusing. I'm not a GM for that particular reason. I'd be like, you know, walking tall around the place. Yeah, yeah, I'm getting Odell. Talk my mouth off because that's just me. Getting OBJ. Um, yeah, it's it's yeah. I don't know if Odell is trying to buy time until he's fully healthy so he can get the biggest contract that he can. That makes sense. Um, I don't think that we could sign him until he can, you know, pass a physical right. anyway. So that could be the holdup. I, I do know that the Bills want him hard. The Rams still have his locker there for him. It's it's not going to be a clean, clean, easy sign. No, but I would love it if we walk away the winners. I do. I I I I concur. I really do too. Um, it's it's always cool when a when a when a big name player wants to or ends up playing for your team. Like this year, it was really fun getting Gilmore and um, you know a couple other pieces that have have definitely paved the way. Um, and have been, you know, earned their right to be to be where they're at today as far as where they get paid. Um, and it is nice to kind of see them. And, uh, you know, it would be cool, uh, you know, to see Beckham uh, OBJ in a in a Colts jersey coming through. We need him most. Oh, man, I just wish it was. I just wish it was sooner. He wouldn't be able to play until November. Right. So it's like. We we need to like crush it now. Maybe our guys do step on up to the challenge. I, uh, they look so young, man. I know that that's I get. Oh man, it, it's that's I don't like that. I I don't like that. It's 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 fun and it, it's nice to say that you believe in your guys, but um, there, there's something about being proven. You know, being a proven vet and 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 putting it out there on on game day that is like the difference maker in confidence level. I can tell you there's not many Colts fans that are super confident. And even if they say that they are, they're not very confident about where the wide receiver room is. Like, I, I just, I, I don't know. They, they have this, this, like, I'm not, I'm not trying not to fall for it. Maybe me 10 years ago would, would fall for something like that. Um, going into the season with this, the, the wide receivers that we currently have and be like, yeah, yeah, we'll be fine. It's the Colts. It's the Colts. But I've been through too much over the last five to comfortably say, yeah, we're good. We're good. Um, you and know, honestly, Ballard's smart enough. I think he knows that too. He can't come out and say, yeah, well, you know, I think we need more weapons in the wide receiver room and like, you know, fracture that locker room. He can't say, yeah, our wide receivers aren't good enough. They're too young. They're, you know, they don't have any playing time, no experience. Um, so he's saying the right things, but he honest, I, I mean, I, he's too smart to honestly think that. All right. I, I would certainly hope so. I would certainly hope so. Um, so we'll, we'll see how that all transpires. Um, was there any other surprises? I do got to say, I was very, very happy to see Ellinger got his, uh, got sent up to the 53 man roster. Um, that was one of the earliest reports and Colts fans were begging, uh, for him to be the guy right or to, to, to make that team because of how hard he worked. Very, very happy uh, to have seen that. Yeah. Yeah. Again, like I think we said at the last, last podcast that he deserves it. He worked his butt off. 
Uh, he he did all that we asked him to do. If we were to say, all right, sorry, Sam, we, we can't carry three quarterbacks, it, it would be a big blow to the locker room just to watch this guy consistently get better, do all that he's asked to only get cut in the long run. It, it, it doesn't make sense. It, it would have hurt the team camaraderie, the team chemistry. And again, the kid deserves it. Yeah. He undoubtedly does. Um, any uh, what else? Any other thoughts on the fifty-three man roster? Um, well, besides Andrew Luck not being on it, I'm happy <laughs> with it. I think I am too. Um, what's a little? You know, I know you talked uh, uh, about Ben Banigou last week, and uh, he did make the team again. We'll see how that transpires. Uh, you know, it hasn't been a great, uh, a great tenure. I feel like if Maybe Eberflus was still here, which I'm kind of glad he's not. That Banigou would be gone, um, but he is still on the team. This is year what three, four of the Banigou experiment. This is four, fourth and final. Yeah, um, we haven't offered him an extension, um, him or Paris. I think at this point, so it's kind of hey, both of those guys. If you can produce this year, we'll see where we, what we can do, where we can go. If not. Hey, good luck finding a, another roster. Absolutely. Um, we also did get some really good news about our linebacker, Shaquille Leonard, the Woo-hoo! maniac. We got some fantastic news. We, uh, I think many people ex- expected or were worried or concerned that he would be on the pup list to start the season, meaning uh, he cannot show up until after week four, I think is the uh, the deal with that. Um, but he's back and he was practicing. And he did pretty good. I think he got a pick uh, as well in practice. First play. First damn play was a pick. Oh, he's so awesome. So they're seeing if his his body holds up. So there is a chance that that he may play this uh, upcoming Sunday against the Texans. But um, all signs are pointing to he's doing well. And we're going to get him back sooner than uh, anticipated, which is great. Uh, also, little thing too. I mean, the surgery. He said he's pain free for the first time since his rookie season, uh, which is great to hear. I mean, look at what his body of work is while being hurt over the last couple seasons. Right, his body of work has been tremendous. Uh, constant, uh, you know, interceptions. They're just making plays, fumbles, punch outs, all that jazz. And we have never, we have not seen him as you know fully healthy Can you imagine uh what Shaq Leonard could do if we get him on the field and he is pain-free I mean he's won uh defensive rookie of the year uh, has been in multiple all pro pro bowler essentially playing with one arm tied behind his back yeah this is gonna be insane if he is truly 100% healthy if he can go and if we can see the full scope of the maniac if he doesn't win defensive player of the year playing like we all hope he can play then i'm calling the, the, the whole thing's rigged whole thing's rigged probably probably so that is uh that is some big time news for for the colts defense i'm really liking the way this defense looks um i'm probably this is probably the most happiest i've been uh i shouldn't most happiest is not correct english the happiest that i've been with the uh <laughs> with with the colts defense in in many years as far as the personnel um you know the coach. I think we're all excited about Gus Bradley, and and what he can what he can bring to the table. But I think roster wise, it's pretty it, it's it's pretty consistent across the board. Um, I think we have a really good defense this year, uh, as we have in recent memory. But I'm a little bit more confident in it now. 
I mean, looking at it, we've got all pros on every single level. Uh, Buckner uh, holding the defensive line. Heck, Ngakwe uh, should be an all pro, pro bowler yeah. at least. Um, then you got Leonard holding up the middle. Uh, I think Okereke is going to have a great year. Great year. Watch out for them in that new system. But then you got Kenny Moore and Stefan Gilmore on the back end. Are you kidding me? Are you kidding me? It's a lot and of then good Nick pieces. Cross yeah. is a guy. Yes. I don't care what anyone says. Nick Cross is a stud. He is 20 years old. He is going to be flying all over the place. He's going to be the defensive anchor for our team for the next 10 years. I am telling you, this guy is legit. If he can stay healthy and play the way that he plays uh, like he did in college, and he can just lightning in a bottle doesn't even like define what this kid is. I'm so pumped. He's Ed Reed Jr. He is Ed Reed Jr. <laughs> I've I've got his jersey already. I, I I don't I don't know what it is, but I love this kid and I'm ecstatic to see what he does this year. I hope I hope you are right. He's literally I don't think we've heard of one bad thing about him as far as player performance uh this entire training camp period. And uh you know we've seen a little bit on field of what he can do and what he can bring and I'm I'm elated. This is this is great news. Uh I think we're at a point where you know, the vets are coming in. The vets that we have are, you know, they've been doing this for a long time. They're very good at what their job is. The young guys that we've drafted over the last couple of years, they're finally hitting that age or that, that level of experience where um, they're like on the cusp of being like a proven veteran, but they're, 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 they really start to understand uh, the game, the ebb and flow of, of, of playing defense at the NFL level. Um, and we have really talented young guys that are just motivated and just soaking it all in, being around the the, the presence of this defense. I, you know, I think that you know it's been unfortunate to have to wait so long to get to this point, but like that's the the worst part of it. But the defense is where it needs to be. Uh, it's been a bit of a process over the last four or five seasons, but it's where it needs to be finally. Absolutely, and I think this is going to help. Our offense doesn't have to explode right off the gate. They can find their way. They can get used to each other. They can gel because the defense is going to hold everybody to like, you know, 12 points a game. Theoretically. (laughs) (laughs) I'm just, I'm pumped. I I think we're, we're truly in for a special year. If the offense can hold up at the end of the bargain. Yeah, that is, uh, that is the big question. And we shall see definitely the, uh, I think the weakest part roster wise on paper, uh, between the two sides, but um, good enough as it is, as it stands. So we'll see how that all unfolds this Sunday, though. Of course, the Indianapolis Colts going down to Houston to play the Texans at NRG Stadium, one o'clock p.m. Eastern Time kickoff. Uh, Brandon, I we all know it's it. There's a lot, you know, going here. This, we have the stigma: the Colts cannot win in Week One. We haven't done it in a considerable amount of time. It's been probably since 2014. I know they didn't win in, I know there's been a stretch. Uh, I know they didn't win in 2015 because unfortunately they lost to the, uh, they lost the bills in Buffalo and they haven't won week one since then. Uh, But this is, you know, this is something that Jim Mercy preached about last year. Remember he was texting uh, Shaq Leonard, you know, about how important it is to win week one. and, And we just, we couldn't get it right against the Seahawks last year. Um, we have, uh, as Jim Mercy would say, or Chris Bauer would say a layup, uh, as they would say to one Carson Wentz. And we have a layup here, um, for week one and going down to Houston, a team that is rebuilding and, uh, you know, they, 
next year is probably when they're going to hit their stride. You know, they're, they're on the back end of undoing a lot of bad contracts, a lot of bad salary cap issues, but we have a layup. I'm not going to say this is a walk in the park. Um, because Houston does have some fiery competitors on their squad. They have some good oh, yeah. books that they drafted. But great coach. Great coach. Great coach. Um, but this is a layup. I think the Colts need to put people on notice if they're gonna come out here. But um, you know, they come out in week one, they have to they have to deliver. Uh I mean, obviously they have to deliver every week, but um yeah, did, did we whitewash them last year? Yes, we did. We blinked them one time. I think they scored a total of three points against us last year, both games. That's possible. Maybe. We won the last four encounters um, with them. Last five out of six since uh, since 2019. So, um, you know, I, there are a lot of aspects of Houston that I like. I am excited about their... Uh, their new rookie running back, Damian Pierce. Uh, he's somebody who I tried my hardest to pick up in a lot of drafts. Uh, they say he he blew the competition out of the water, even got uh, Marlon Mack got released because of uh, how good Damian Pierce performed. You know, their offensive line is, eh, it's okay. So it'll be a little bit of work, but uh, we all know that the Colts rush run defense is, uh, is leaves a little bit to be desired. Of course, you know, the, the unit's going to be together. Hopefully, and we'll see how it stands against uh, the young Pierce. Yeah, you know, I, I was lucky enough to get Pierce on um, in one of the leagues I'm in. So thankfully, uh, that, that's cool if he has a great game against us. But <laughs> yeah, I I don't see this being close. It really shouldn't be. And if it is, the Colts need to reevaluate everyone in that building. Ursay's put like everyone on notice how important winning week one is. And we've come out the gate slow so many times, and it's come to bite us in the butt so many times. You know, had we just won last year against Seattle, we, we wouldn't be talking about Clown Town and, and that Jaguars loss. Um, we need to hit the ground running. We need to really separate ourselves from Tennessee as quickly as possible because we play them, you know, uh, within uh, twice within the first, I think, seven, eight games. Uh, I think everybody aside, uh, aside from that second Jaguars game is done by the end of the first half of the season. Yeah. I think I'd have to double check, but so we, we, we need to hit the ground running against a division opponent like, and put the league on notice. I want us to beat their brains out. Yeah. I, I want it to be all said and done by the second quarter where Matt Ryan does have to play the second half. Jonathan Taylor is sitting uh, out of his pads come the third quarter. Like, all right, we're, we're good. Whoa, I, I, whoa, whoa. Let's slow down with that, pal. I have, I have a fantasy game to win. You, you take all that cool. shit somewhere. He five touchdowns the first quarter. We're good. Nah, pile it on. I, I'm stepping on people's throats in fantasy football this year, and it requires Jonathan Taylor to be on there all four quarters uh, he could take out the last five minutes i don't give a shit but he, <laughs> i need 70 points from him every single week at least oh man all right all right well we'll have jt play until the middle of the fourth quarter just for Matt. thank you but thank no, you i need a statement game i want everyone to know the colts are for real you know everyone's here oh the bills are gonna win this year oh you know you gotta watch for out for kansas city oh the whole aoc west is you know one of, one of those teams are making the super bowl no it's in these time where Matt Ryan is on a revenge tour. He's got the best team he's had around him. Our defense isn't letting Josh Allen run and throw like Kansas City's bullshit garbage, you know, 13 second debacle that whatever that was. It's not happening. We're locking people down. 
we are punching them in the mouth because we got dogs on our team full of dogs. <laughs> you hear that? Buckner, Gilmore, Leonard said, we're eating. Our year, guys. I'm pumped. I am pumped. I hope so, man. Uh, Colts start off as eight-point favorites. That's where they're at uh, right be, now. 18. 18. <laughs> With an over-under of 46. That is uh that is where we sit right now as far as the uh the, the betting line. Um so that's a good sign. What I mean, obviously you want to shut out. What what are like some like concerns that you may want to like concerns you've had throughout preseason that you want to see illustrated in this game? Like I, I think for me, as great as you know, I, I know what Jonathan Taylor can do. I want to see what Matt Ryan in the passing game yes. uh can do. This is where I really want to see them shine and get some rhythm going. Uh Texans aren't really known for their secondary. I think they got that Derek Stingley Jr. I think that was one of their grabs in the draft. I can't remember off the top of my head, but um, he, he was a pretty high-end prospect. But, uh, I mean, that's that's the the biggest thing for me is seeing that pass game get to work. And, and that will – I know, it, again, it's, it'll be the Texans secondary. It's against them. But I think I'd be a little bit more confident – it would ease a little bit of my worries if I did see Matt Ryan go have a 250 plus yard passing game. Not that he needs to, but because he chooses to. And, you know, Pittman and Pierce and, and Campbell getting off to a hot start. Uh, I mean, that's that, that's something that worries me, too, is 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 our receivers and and Paris. Like, my God, um, just get to a full season, my man. Let's get through a full season. So I want to see some good things come from there um, in the passing game. Defensively, I'm not too worried. I, I do really like their quarterback, uh, the Texans right now, Davis Mills. He was uh, he was uh, he was a lot of he was a little bit of fun to watch last year. Uh, led the team to think four wins, which was just as many as Deshaun Watson had the previous year. Uh, surprised a lot of people. I'm not going to say he was the steal of the 2021 draft, but he was one of the better quarterbacks uh, that performed last season. And, uh, you know, I, I, I like him a lot. I just, uh, it, it's, it's squares, it falls squarely on his shoulders. There is no veteran backup. Um, you know, they didn't bring any, 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 journeyman quarterback to really help uh, to, to bail him out if need be. It's, it's all on Davis mills. So um, it's a good sign for us. It's a good sign for the Colts and, uh, and, 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 you know, what, the, what they could do. This would be a nice, uh, I think it would set a nice tone for the rest of the season. If, and when the Colts, I, I don't want to get cocky if the Colts win this one um, and, and, and break, I mean, that's one of the checks, right? That's one of the check marks. So let's get through this uh, week one with the W finally and uh and move on no you're right you're right with the the checks of the season winning week one uh is one of them for me uh being the chiefs one of them for me uh being the titans at uh at home yeah one of them for me beating jacksonville in jacksonville another one first and it just if we can hit those little benchmarks if you will it's just gonna help you know cement how great our team is and which I think is, I think we do have a great team. And to your point, I, I what I'm looking for is having the wide receivers show that they can carry the load in the passing game. Matt Ryan has proven that he's a good quarterback. Everyone knows he's a good quarterback. Um, these wide receivers haven't, uh, besides Michael Pittman, who's shown that, hey, Carson Wentz throwing me the ball, I can still be a dog, and he is. But Paris Campbell, can you say healthy? Alec Pierce. You know, is is it too much of a burden for a rookie to come on in and have this much of the offensive uh, weight on his shoulders? Um, 
Mo Ali Cox. You're now the man. You don't have to. You don't have Doyle to to kind of uh, lean like carry some of the burden. Right. Uh, can you be that guy, Jelani Woods? You're a freak, but you're being outperformed by Elk Ogletree. Can you be that guy? Uh, it's just it, it's going to be difficult, man. Ashton Doolin, are you just a special teams ace, or can you be a, a weapon on the offensive side of the ball? It's insane michael strong you're you're you know mega strong all this you know, high preseason hype this potential you you've had on you it's time for you to perform the the pass catchers have to perform we know what jt can do we know what the the defense can do matt ryan is a guy but these pass catchers need to carry their weight and can they do that that is the big question that's what we're i think we're all going to be watching um week one is very telling yet not telling it's one of those weird situations uh when it comes to nfl football obviously a team doesn't really i I don't think fully hits they don't really show who they're going to be for the remainder of the season until about week eight or nine that's usually when you when when everything either starts to unravel or come together uh so this but this will be a you know very telling situation of maybe what we can expect but it isn't you know the final result of this team there's still a lot of time to go no matter what happens uh, this upcoming Sunday against the Texans, but um, but Brandon, I think uh, it, I mean, do you want to do you want to place a, a, a score guess? What what are you thinking? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Let's go. Um, we will go twenty seven to ten. I was thinking, oh. I was thinking that twenty seven ten or twenty seven fourteen. Um, you know, uh, Colts Colts taking the lead here. Uh, not a whole lot, you know. It, it's it, like I said, I, I'm going to give kudos to to the Texans. They are they're trying to undo a whole lot of damage. I know they. I think there's. I, mean, I don't know if they completely offloaded the Deshaun Watson stuff, but last I checked, they were really really in the hole. Um, you know, they haven't really been able to acquire big name talent in, in, in trades and stuff. Uh, and uh, it, trades are just signing anybody. But next year they should be worked out of things. They should have some kind of decent system down. Um, you know, Lovey Smith's taken taking teams to the Super Bowl, of course, against our Colts in 2006-7 season. Um, he's been around. He's been around quite a bit. So we uh, we shall see how it all unfolds. But that's what me and Brandon are calling it. I'm going to say 27-14. Brandon calls 27-10. Uh, Sunday at 1 o'clock p.m., Colts and Texans. Uh, ultimately, my man, uh, I think that's a wrap. Unless there's anything you wanted to add, uh, time for Rogers rant. Anything else you want to discuss? Now is the time. Uh, a little bit of a, a little a little rant can can start off the season, right? Not really a, a rant, but just uh, some evidence sharing, some some proof of the pudding of the football season that I've been eating for the last week. I like to look around and see what my peers are talking about me and, you know, how, how I'm ranked by my peers. And I think it's telling that the peers in the NFL locker room said that Jonathan Taylor is the fifth best football player in the NFL. I mean, this guy is a freak. The fifth best as a running back? Running backs don't get voted fifth best. You know, and he carried that Colts team. I know we didn't make the playoffs, but hell, Without him, we'd probably be picking the top five picks in the in the league in the draft last year. Yep, Jonathan Taylor is a freak. He was number five. Man, is, is five a bigger number than thirteen? I uh, I mean, when when in the order that 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 they were discussing, yes, five five is is definitely higher than thirteen. 
Yeah, you know, because, you know, in school, you know, five is smaller than 13. But I think they were ranking from, like, you know, best being one and worst being 13. So, like, five is a good number. 13, not so much. Uh, who was 13, Matt? Do you remember? Oh, um, 13, uh, 13 seconds, uh, Josh Allen. Oh, my God, it was Josh Allen. Oh, by, but isn't he supposed to be the MVP of the league? Isn't he supposed to be oh, the, 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 the second coming of Jesus Christ himself? That's what I heard. My goodness, but he was 13th by, by, by the, you know, his peers. Is it because he got shut down uh, by Jacksonville, uh, shut down by Atlanta, shut down by the Colts? I, I mean, he, he had a great quarter and a half, two quarters in, in the playoffs against Kansas City, and then shit the bed in 13 seconds. That's why they voted him 13. It all makes sense. It all makes sense. So I'm just, I just wanted to, to, to you know, put Jonathan Taylor on that pedestal at number five. Why would they put him at five, though? They put Josh Allen at 13 because of 13 seconds. Jonathan Taylor at five. Oh, because he scored five touchdowns against the Buffalo Bills. That's why he did it. Man, I didn't like math growing up, but I love math now. <laughs> beautiful, beautiful. If you've never heard of Rogers Rant, listeners, uh, that is one of the finest ones that we've had. And trust me, they're only going to get better. As the season continues, thank you, Brandon, as always for uh, for the entertainment. Before we close up, but listeners, that is a wrap for this week. Next week, we'll be recapping the Texans game, as well as giving a little preview for Week Two against the Jaguars at Jacksonville. Oh boy, I know. Give me the it gives me the heebie-jeebies. I don't know if I Let's like. Let's play it. the Bills again. <laughs> But thank you so much, and we will talk to you next time right here on Colts Fans. Yeah, five. And Bill's Land. 13.